0: This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm gonna throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. love it won't be disappointed so please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures now back to the show greetings and salutations all you beautiful people and welcome to another episode of art of the beholder a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of arts, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Nova Day, and today we're going to be talking about art in, well, everything. Because we are going to chronicle our thoughts on the very best of what 2022 had to offer to hash it out. I am joined by Mr. Philip Church of PhilipChurch.tech. Welcome back, Philip. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. As always. are you excited? I feel like this is going to be an e. It's it. It's- well, it's a fun. We know it's going to be a fun one, and at first I was like, "This is going to be an easy one," but I think it's going to be kind of a hard one. It was harder for
1: more re- yeah. It was harder for more reasons than I kind of expected it to be, honestly. Um, because I, I'm I'm weirdly lacking in like a few areas <laughs> uh, of sort of typical discussion, but then also just because, as always, I mean, an entire year is a long time. A lot of cool shit came out, like a lot a of lot really a lot of cool neat, shit, neat stuff. Um, so yeah, I was it was tricky. Um, and it's it's almost more just like you know, what was my, like, like in the weird complex inner matrix, uh, matrices of my thoughts of like, I'm just going to pick this one and hopefully people will just kind of understand that like there's that hint of like, oh, well, this happens to be because I love horror, you know, in certain cases or something like that. It's like, obviously, I don't always think the best movie of 2022 might have been something too, you know, like that everyone, everyone will love, but obviously it's me. It's my
0: opinion. So, you know, just everybody chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Let's, yeah. So let's explain why, We found it to be a little difficult. So let's go over the rules, guys. So here's the rules. So we are going to focus on what I call the holy trinity of pop culture, which is movies, music, and lit. But um, it's hard when you're when you're writing yourself. It's hard to read a lot uh, to be quite frank so what we're going to do is we're going to expand that last category into all writing you know it could be writing for film could be writing for television whatever whatever stood out to us now here's where it got extra difficult and that is i you know by definition if we we're going to try to pick the best thing per category that can really only be one this always makes me think of a a close female friend, platonic female friend I had in college, that would call me her best friend. But then, anytime she'd introduce me to someone, she goes, "This is also my best friend, so and so." And she, I realized she did that to fucking everyone. I think we've all had a friend like that. Uh, this friend will, <laughs> of course, remain nameless because <laughs> she could be listening to it. Um, but here's the thing: this is what I used to tell her. I was like, "Well, by definition." If it's the best, there should only be one. Now, here's the thing. I know we were going to have trouble with this. If there wasn't a best, a pure best that we could pick, I allowed myself, Mr. Philip, up to three, a gold, silver, bronze model, because they could have just been the favorites in that genre or standouts if you couldn't pick the best so it'd be like no particular order i love these uh two or three things it's up to three now just like philip was joking about this is our opinions and we have to give that bullshit disclaimer about our opinions and this is it we are absolutely right and everyone is wrong and our word is omnipotent much like divine beings so don't at me period (laughs) We are we are the uh, entire it? best of list of 2022. <laughs> All other lists are absolutely wrong. We this are the definitive. number one correct, definitive, right choice.
1: An online poll that I just ran right now.
0: <laughs> so if you're going to share this, you know, this is the list you want to share with everyone because we are absolutely right. And everyone else is wrong. So we wanted to make sure we got that out of the way before we started.
1: They don't mean harm. They're just misinformed. You know, they're not <laughs> trying to be stupid. Or shady. Yeah, it's
0: not. We we get it. It's not. They don't, We're I, not dad, mad. It, it, yeah, we don't take it personally. We know they're, they're just trying. But we, you know, have a crack team of researchers that come to the very best of 2022. And we are... We are the word. We're the divine word of, of the internet. So you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we can hash it out, of course, we need a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the novel The Entropy Sessions, a tale of loss, love, and madness in our past, present, and future relationships with technology. Find it on Amazon and as an audiobook through Audible. Your support helps us continue our journey. Now, back to the show. So, like I said, we are going to stick with the Holy Trinity, we're going to we're going to do film or movies, music, writing, movies. We've we've cut up into two categories because there's, you know, television and limited series and streaming. Sometimes it's just the long format. They're really a movie in a way. It's a film, but it's just broken up into a season or a limited series. So we're going to start with best in seasonal television and then best in limited series and television. Then, of course, best in traditional film, so movies and then best in music and then best in writing. And then we're going to have some auxiliary categories that we just couldn't quite fit because we talk a lot about, you know, gaming, for example, on the show. So we're going to have a best in gaming of 2022. And um, we I did add, add a best in animation. Uh, but then there's, you know, there are. There could be some things on our mind about, you know, the best artist, in our opinion, of 2022, the best photographer, sculptor, whatever. We're going to have a miscellaneous category at the bottom. Now, to start it off is best in seasonal television. Mine, I couldn't I I was this was easily one where I couldn't think of just a, a very best of. As our guest, I want you. I I, I think I, you should start first. What What was your either number one best or top two up to two or three? So um, was this one? This one was. I bet you had a lot in this one. This category. Yeah, I too. did.
1: It was pretty damn difficult. Um, yeah, I went with something just f- surely because I feel like it almost created its own niche while it then obviously subsequently immediately filled it. Okay. Um, hmm. It's it's. Uh, Ooh, what is? Well, that? no, hold on. I'm sorry. I think I'm. Thinking of more like a limited series. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I almost almost gave the uh, wrong category. Uh, this one, I'm just gonna throw it to Harley Quinn again. Honestly, oh, okay. Um, the animated was,
0: Harley Quinn on HBO. Yeah, it's such a delight wow. because
1: as as any listeners or just people who know me may know, um, I just kind of thrive in like the dark and the macabre. Um, I like, and I love horror shit. I give me tense stuff, you know, give me just very grisly, like just dim worldviews. And I'm just like, I fucking love it. So for me, an amount of levity, when something can bring me such joy that uh, Harley Quinn has for now three seasons in a row, basically. Wow. Um, I kind of feel like it just, I, I should continue to sing its praises because I still remember being blown away back when i just first watched the first couple of episodes and then it's just been it's it it's so damn funny it's so good um it doesn't it and it's it doesn't have to be for people who like oh if you like batman it's almost better if you don't you know what i mean it's like if you take your comics and your shit too seriously then it might somehow annoy you but it is fucking hilarious um so yeah harley quinn it's on hbo max um I'm going to, I'm honestly just, yeah, they had a new season come out this year. So I'm, I'm throwing it uh, there just so I don't overcomplicate
0: things. So was this a hard number one? You didn't have like a runner up or a tied for first of particular order. Weirdly. No, I, I watched a lot more
1: of like limited slash like one-off series type stuff this year. Apparently Maybe when I re- harder for you. Yeah, that's what that's, and that's why I almost jumped into that one because that one, I actually also had to like, I can sort of convince myself of being like, well, again, it's my favorite. And I also only watched so much <laughs> stuff. Um, but, yeah, I didn't watch a lot well, like of our like bit
0: goes, it goes. It is it is the it is the omnipotent. Divine yeah, it's true the as the shit internet. for me. It's and you're listening to this show. So <laughs> it's absolutely <duh>. correct. <laughs> uh, mine. I I did a, I did a favorite. I did a top three. Um, uh-huh. So no particular order. Uh, and I did a little, a little baby honorable mention. So there was, there was a fourth one that I threw in there. Ah, sue me. It's my show. Uh, is, is, uh, severance. I, I thought that was mm. an absolute standout.
1: I heard such great things about that one. Yeah.
0: So did you, you, you didn't get a chance to watch it?
1: No, I don't have, Was that? That's on like Apple or something, it's right? Apple TV. Yeah. I do not have that one. That's like the one that I don't have.
0: It takes a very unique premise and it creates an incredible story around that premise. And it is very grounded science fiction in the best way possible. So they're not going, you know, to deep outer space and fighting aliens in this kind of science fiction. This You is... lost me. <laughs> I know that's where you live and thrive and... <laughs> But uh, just come back to Earth and watch a little Severance. and nice. I, I think sound like my mom. I am – you know, I'm shocked you haven't watched this a little bit. This is I, why I'm glad we, we get to hash it out yeah. on air because –
1: You know, somebody DM me your up, Apple Plus login. That would be great. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Um, I just I, – I don't have one, and I feel like I, I don't want to start an entire new streaming thing just for this they one. They may show. have
0: like a – Surely they have a, a trial or something. Exactly. A free trial. I'll look into or something. it. Yeah. Look into it. No, second, this one was everywhere. People were. So no, this was technically just for Philip guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to make Philip watch severance now. And then next up my list is euphoria. No, we've done. So we've done both a full episodic show on severance and euphoria. The third one we haven't, but maybe one day, but euphoria has got the, it marries. How did I put it in our actual show? I think I did it with Ali. It was um, what happens when you combine 90210, 90210 with the Requiem for a Dream. And that is <laughs> Euphoria. And <laughs> if you can if you can picture if you've never seen Euphoria, it is essentially a teen drama. But with so much artistic flair and and not only with uh, the story and the plotting. And there's just like any teen high school drama. Yes, there's a lot of conflict between the characters but what they do with the cinematography with the lighting with you know everything around it to mirror what's going on with the characters is very artistic very well done very thought provoking provocative in a lot of ways a lot of it's going to um it's going to it's going to push envelopes and there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it. But artistically speaking, it's, it's very uh, progressive. And they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then number three is uh, I'm not sure. If, but we've ne- I don't think we've ever talked about this on our show is Barry. On we HBO. haven't. Uh,
1: you know, I actually liked season one a lot. And that was just another show that I think I accidentally fell off of. I don't remember how or why. It's just uh, third season.
0: It was like a dark comedy in that first season. And it just went to a dark drama in the third season like it just uh, kept getting heavier and deeper and t- down this rabbit hole and season three is who it's a shining beacon of 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 dramedy for hbo's uh quality standards um and then before we get into what i i can see you salivating over which is limited series and television i told you to take the cameras out of here i told you <laughs> is uh my honorable mention is a mainstay that i've been a part of since the very beginning which is stranger things I think they've they've always had fun seasons, and though they're not um, they're not re, uh, remaking the wheel here, they're, <laughs> they're not doing anything necessarily hugely new. But what they do with with already uh, tried and true, um, you know formulas they do it really well so it's like you you sort of know what you're getting
1: but it's also of course it defies expectations and it's
0: just better than you wanted yeah yeah that's a good way to put it so yeah. it's like it's it's strange after after seasons
1: one and two it's like <laughs> that's their it's things. they yeah. should
0: steal that from us guys that should be your tagline for when you're marketing your shows in the future. for when season eight comes out uh these damn kids have to find. No, I'm so glad they're ending it after season five because it is, is getting official? to that point.
1: Or is that, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's
0: official. I'm, I'm so I glad they're ending it because I said it was going to well, be. Well, there's going to be. There's gonna be um... It's like you know, or some shit. Exactly. Spin offs and prequels and yeah, that kind of stuff that's in the universe, but not, you know, because it is getting to that point where you're like, come on, the, there's no way this move. particular Just group get away of kids from, yeah. <laughs> keeps getting being a Heath magnet Hawkins, for this. Shit. What are you doing? Uh, so, uh, but that brings us to best limited series in television streaming or. I gave a little little slashy for anthology series because sometimes I had hard putting, I had a hard time putting certain things in certain categories. So again, Mr. Church. Uh, So I kind of have
1: three, but I do have one that is technically my favorite. It's just that the other two are are both spectacular and they're all so different. That is just, again, I'm, I'm going with the one that brought me the most joy. It's not to say that the other two weren't somehow as good, but I think once you hear the sort of types of genres that they span, it'll make more sense. Um, my my top though, my bet, my favorite limited series was um, the rehearsal. I I did I did watch a few episodes.
0: It is an acquired taste. It is very, if you like Nathan Fielder's stuff, yeah. It, it it is. I do like his stuff. I like uh what was it, Nathan Fielder for you and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Nathan for you. um Yeah, similar. But this
1: one is. It's again. It it is so
0: unlike the other things Tell that you've the seen. Good people. I feel like a lot of people probably haven't seen this. I did watch like I think the first of three three or four episodes, and I did like it. I just didn't probably It continues fall in love, to change like a lot. Do. It's, yeah. It's
1: It's weird. But yeah, so it basically becomes a meta show where it starts with Nathan going, anyone can can get through any situation as long as they're prepared for it. And then so it spends the next episode or two kind of showing you just how hilariously meticulously Nathan can get somebody's life studied and start to do things like recreate their apartment, recreate the bar where this person is planning on having a difficult conversation with a friend. Like, it's it's insane. And, you, and you know, it kind of makes sense that they had to have HBO budget for it. And then, again, it ends up being this meta show where, while he is still trying to help other people by preparing them for situations, he's making like a, a almost like a sh- like a sub show. Just watch it. I yeah, it's it it's kind of hard to describe now. It, it is I'm again, it, it. but it, it basically becomes a meta show, and it it just it changes a little bit every like episode or two. So just know that like you do this, it almost comes in like arcs, but it's hard to really technically define it that way so the rehearsal was fantastic it's sort of a comedy but it's very much also like a reality but it also bends like is this truly reality or
0: you know where does it stop and 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 part of that and where the comedy you know i feel like we have to talk about the comedy in the show because it is a comedy show um and it's that awkward tense you know almost office like humor we're seeing characters that are real people put into scenarios that they never would be in if Nathan Fielder didn't put them in it. Also true.
1: Yeah, he I mean he's he's he picks like strange and awkward things um again it's very it's very much his like niche, right? Of just like overly real, very straightforward. Again, it's like that's why I'm I still to this day wonder. I'm like are, is your are you the most dedicated character actor in the world right now? Or is this literally who you really are?
0: I, I That's, you know, like there's so many, well, there's not, there's a, there's a handful of our actors and actresses like Aubrey Plaza comes to mind. Like where does, where does the real, you know, real one end and the fake one begin? Like where, where it's so much, there's, there's so many blurred lines and areas of gray, Uh, With these these comedy actors that I yeah, you just uh, so, yeah, give it a give it a watch. I think, you know, even though I didn't I didn't continue with it, I found it incredibly fascinating. But I I know it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And but I think for the people that if this is your cup of tea, I think you'll. Oh, man, you'll love it.
1: Yeah, if you did like Nathan Fielder, you should love this. If you don't know who he is, but also just or want Nathan to watch something very yeah. different and and unique, still give it a go. Again, it might be right up your alley Um, just for the sake of time. Uh, And I'm going to throw these other two out there. Uh, Dahmer was damn fantastic. I will say as far Mm -hmm. as getting a telling of that, as far as how it was filmed and like all the performances, pretty damn excellent all around. I think it's like one of Netflix's like new top whatever's of all time, like good for them. And then another Netflix show, but one that I don't, I didn't really see too many other people like talking about or I didn't catch much other buzz about it, but Archive 81. Did you happen to hmm. see Archive 81? I did not. What what it, it is did, a it's it's a sci-fi like concept where this guy is basically paid to be archiving um footage about this like cult. <laughs> and then at first he starts to realize like, okay, what, is this well, fiction or nonfiction? It it, it is fiction. It is fiction. It is fiction. Oh, okay. No, no, it's fiction. Um then he starts to realize that um wait, this has some stuff to do with my, like, actual life? Like, there's actually something that ties him to the material? And then there's, of course, stuff behind that, like, was he chosen intentionally? Like, maybe he was. And then outside of that, there's the the extra sci-fi bit where on top of it being, like, some kind of supernatural cult, there's, like, a sort of a time-travel-y, like, sci-fi, like, neato aspect to it about how he somehow... It seems like every now and then, like it almost seems like he's affecting some of the stuff that happened in the past. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. And it definitely just seemed, it was a one-off. There was no first season. I don't know if there's gonna, I hope there's not a second one because it's it's perfectly contained in, in this point. So also pretty damn neat. Um, And it tickles my, I got also again, two very dark things. One that's about like cult and death. One that's about like one of the most horrific serial murderers of our country. And then you've got Nathan Fielder. So there's
0: <laughs> It's, my... it's, um, Pretty pretty wide-ranging spectrum. That's of, that's uh, me, baby. See, I was the opposite. I had a really hard time pinpointing my standout or up to three standouts for this category versus seasonal television. So mine that really stood out to me was uh, Pam and Tommy, which mm. is a miniseries on Hulu. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I didn't see that one. It was, yeah, it chronicles the, the strange albeit you know magnetic relationship between playboy you know icon pamela anderson and motley crew drummer tommy lee and how they're they they were the first of the of the first of its kind which was they made a sex tape a celebrity sex tape sex tape together and it was stolen and distributed on on the internet and what the birth of the internet was for the porn industry and the adult entertainment industry. So you see that in a dramatic way play out in this mini series of that. Uh, it chronicles that time in their life. And I, I think it's, it's, it's important. I, or it, it stood out to me probably cause I grew up with that. I remember when I was a kid and this was on the news and on, you know, hearing, Leno or Letterman Letterman joke about it. And I mean, it was everywhere, right? It was gangbusters. Yeah. And this this kind of gives you a little more. uh, Obviously, it's a dramatization. So there's a lot of fiction thrown into it to make it a cohesive storyline for a TV show. Um, But they did it really well. It was really entertaining, you know, and. They the writing was really good because they kept going back and forth in terms of sometimes protagonists would turn into an- antagonists and vice versa. You know, even even for the person that stole the tape and tried to uh, sell it and was, distribute that, was it. that Seth Rogen? Yeah. Seth Rogen plays this character. <laughs> and- <laughs> well, that's good. Uh Oh, I'm putting that in the end credits. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Listen for that, and I will. Um, but but like, there's a time when you're like, okay, this guy's this guy's a sleazeball. He stole that, you know, he stole this thing, this private property, very private, intimate tape from this couple. What a terrible thing to do. And the, the writing even made him sympathetic. You know, like it just kept it really played with your expectations. Um, number two on my list was um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I feel like I always have had a love for anthology shows, of course, horror and science fiction and any combination therein i've always gravitated towards there was um they're not all bangers but there was a lot of good ones and i feel like this is such a great show to give more voices to more artists that can't you know get the budget or financiers to make the big Blockbuster horror, you know, to always make it to the big screen, you know, there's the small screen because there's a lot of great artists and writers and directors and those kind of teams that can get together and make these really great stories, you know, this just really good source of entertainment. Now, I do have another honorable mention here because obviously we did not have this show a few years ago. It was still in the oven, and we didn't have it best of little
1: twinkling novel <laughs> twink.
0: Uh, we didn't have a episode. We didn't ha- actually have a best uh, best of show because before season one, we had almost like a pilot season. You know, we, we just did a few months of getting the show off the floor and really fine tuning all the nuts and bolts. Obviously, we're over a year into this and we have we we are a well oiled machine, guys. Um, but um, I I think this is probably my favorite limited series TV show I've seen in the last five to ten up to ten years, and that is Chernobyl on HBO. I just wanted to give some love to Chernobyl because I didn't get an opportunity to do that in the past. It is not of 2022, but that's this so is funny. the best thing I've seen. I remember wishing that that was this
1: year because that came up in my head while trying. Exactly. to Exactly, I fucking oh my god, that's one of the best things I've seen in so long. It was and just that the perfect. director or something is coming out with something else new that
0: I remember being like, it's relevant. <laughs> it's exactly, like it was just it was just perfect on all fronts: writing, directing, acting. Uh, the cinematography. I mean it it felt so real. I mean it everything was just pretty much perfect for lack of a better word. Uh next on it's the HBO v- for those yeah, it's on and it's on HBO. Uh best uh to move on uh with best of in 2022 is film. Now I had um we purposely did not see each other's accolade choices, you know, so we could hash it out on air. I only have one for this. This was this was a clear standout. And I have a feeling you're it's either going to be on your maybe it's your only one, too, but it could be. Your top <laughs> three.
1: Immediately went to this in my brain and nothing else like other movies. I remember being like, yeah, this one was good. This one was good. But yeah, um, everything everywhere all at once is one of the absolute best movies that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, that was mine. Yeah. wait, we, we are on the same page. Yes. Just without a fucking doubt, it, it was just—it's too good. It was amazing. Um, it's unlike anything else. Like, I, I think that's just another thing that, with maybe just where we are in like art culture and like just the way that we know all these things about art history in this age of information with technology, is the more original or just the more inspired things seem, the more they hit me as compared to just again, I don't ever care too much about, like, oh, well, the budget or the actors or whatever. Like, yeah, if if it's a great... It's really just, is it a good damn story? And then on top of that, how well is it told? And this one is beyond aces for both. It's an incredibly awesome story um, that, again, spans so many different sort of, like, touch points and and somewhat archetypes, um, but still just finds a way to add different types of tensions and fun twists. But on top of that, just it's so it's so heartfelt it's so funny it's very tense and it's just the production the the creative vision that those guys the daniels have uh to make something like this is just <laughs> blows my mind so yeah that was it was a no brainer for me um i i did love a couple of other movies and believe it or not they were also sort of horror genre so well, what are... So are those... I wanted is it to least, everything
0: everywhere all at once? Or that was my like
1: hard a, one, but I feel like I wanted to at least shout out like Barbarian. Because um, so an honorable one, mention. I do want to kind of give an honorable mention to Barbarian because that one also genuinely... Was was original and again was all over the map and great performances and uh, just for also for for old shits and gigs. Um, Prey, the new the new movie in the Predators franchise. Okay.
0: Yeah, I saw I that. I fucking you said, loved really? it. It was oh, wow. really okay. fun.
1: I just when when I know that I'm going into some popcorn action. If that's what I get, then I'm happy. And I was happy. I love the whole, what if it was you know, Native Americans from 300
0: years ago? Sweet shit, let's do it. And they did it. And it was great. My heart, number one, is exactly the same as Mr. Church. And that is everything, everywhere, all at once as well. He said, I have really nothing to add because Philip said it quite eloquently. I mean, how I will summarize my feelings as to why it was chosen is... All of those things, I agree with all the things that that Philip said. Everything, but also it <laughs> it changed the game. I think. I think it raised the bar. I feel like I sure hope so. I think a lot of other filmmakers saw that and was like, "Oh fuck, I got to go back to the drawing board." Like I like they. I think they just. That's how I would summarize why. I mean, it, yes, it was a standout for you know all the things landing so perfectly, much like Chernobyl in a limited series. This landed perfectly in this format. And, but it, 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 again, it raised, but it raised that bar in almost every category, you know, even, even for editing, like, like the editing, the, the splicing, like, cause they had to write that out in the script. I, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't know how screenplay writing goes. You have to give, Uh, film direction for the director and then they get to choose obviously how that looks but so they had to make all of that in their head as they were writing the piece and so it's just it changed the game hands down things like
1: that are at least a benefit when you are your own writer director so yeah. that, hence you see so many of those these days because I think people started to realize that like thing, yeah, it's like I, you know, if you want it done, do it yourself, um, get it, you know, whatever. So I, yeah, I, I think those guys kind of did themselves a favor by just being like, we have to make this fully. You know, again, like just with again, if you if you haven't seen it, then it's just so much harder to explain just what we mean by that. But if you were to try to go well, once and write, you see it, you'll yeah. Get it if you were to thing. go to try and describe, like, descriptively write, not even like the novel version, but just even just explain, just just like explain the whole movie or even half of the movie to somebody. Good luck, good freaking luck. And, and this is,
0: yeah, this is you know, film and television are visual storytelling mediums. This couldn't really be it it wouldn't quite get the justice in any other medium like you couldn't hear the audio play version or the novelization version you have to see the film version and it's just again yeah for lack of a better word perfect 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 now uh before we move on to best in music we we do want to give a little love to a subgenre of the best in film category. And that's the best short. And we're going to give that to Mr. Ryan Selvi for birthday girl. Congratulations, Ryan. You'll get your little, uh, Novo statue in the mail. <laughs> it's coming. It should be there any minute, probably by the time this airs. And yes, it is him nude. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's like a glossy gold, you know, Oscar version of my nude body. But True. I don't want, I don't want to brag. Come on. This isn't the show for that. Now, Let's move on to best in music uh, again of the things that I
1: actually had that were like came out new to me, but that again, I, I don't really do a lot of pop stuff. And again, not, so not, not Beyonce's Renaissance. That's again. Yeah, exactly. Too. It's like to all the beehive and all the other bullshit, like no that is in there and to give them no love. hate. Yeah. No hate to any of these people at Their, all. Their stuff is amazing. It's just pop not. Music. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't personally care for that kind of stuff. So I'm going to throw it to more, a band that really captured my attention uh later last year and then it turns out they had an album come out this year so it kind of still fits mm. and i believe i made them my gem at one point but with this album it's going to come back uh polyphia um they polyphia. did a tour yeah they did a tour no. this year
0: pretty much right after you told me about them then i saw them everywhere i saw like tour ads i saw videos like it's probably just the thank you daddy Zuckerberg. Gods. yeah it was kind of the algorithm gods that hurt hurt my my iPhone mic that connected everything, but yeah, they're they are they're blowing up. Yeah, they're they're blowing
1: up. This one was very different in that they had like more guest artists on it than not. So it's yeah, they're they've they've been around for quite. Yeah, um, they've they've been around for easily a decade or more now. But uh, yeah, you can they're changing the formula up as it works for them. They've like if you I've been listening to their stuff for again like over a year now, and I've gone through their album or I mean their discography a good handful of times and so it's like yeah they've they've it's still the same guy who founded the band um so it still very much has the same soul because the same songwriter lead lead guys there um but there's the way that they're they're playing the game and they're still doing it like they have they have awesome music videos um they have a lot of fun making the songs that they do like and like they just toured and it was badass like I, it really actually is a genuinely awesome album and again it's it's all instrumental there's uh as far as the band goes so this one has more vocals so if if ever there was also like a jumping on point this would kind of be it uh interestingly it's a lot of hip hop vocals but still uh there's there's other that are just like more sort of normal pop there's almost like a there's a basically like a pop song their version of a pop song in there uh, but with all the insanely overly talented guitar riffs that you would expect from Polyphia, of them just being basically a progressive, not quite metal, but more than just rock band. Again, there's something you'd need to hear to fully understand. So, Polyphia's album uh, from October, Remember That You Will Die.
0: Remember That You Will Die. All right, guys, check because otherwise out. I spent
1: my year listening to like Steely Dan and shit <laughs> <laughs> for our shows. Good and old, stuff. Yeah, yeah, good old.
0: Fa- I was living in the
1: past so much that I was like, what did I listen to that was new?
0: Yeah, we have to like. Uh, that reminds me, probably for twenty twenty three, when we see something like an everything everywhere all at once, we probably need to sh- do a show on it just immediately. And we eventually probably will do some. do a show on that film, but that reminds me of like. You know, as much as we like to do our uh, our favorite things, our retrospective uh, episodes, and we continue, we will always do those because there is a an endless treasure trove of things we haven't talked about. Um, we yeah, we need to start adding in, you know, like the polyphia kind of episodes and the everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, i
1: I mean obviously I'm already due time, I'm guys. already read up on it. So yeah, if you want to catch yourself up on some polyphia, we can definitely we'll let's dish it out. Again, I think I they're dope. I think you might actually end up really liking them as given the other, I do,
0: you know, after you gave also I musician. Ad- I pride myself in um when when the team gives us gems, you know, I know it's a lot of it's for the audience, but if I have never gotten into them, I I do try to genuinely give everybody a try. So I gave Polyphia a try Jim, and I really genuinely yeah. I really did like it for the record. Where? It was it's very technical, it's very, you know, it's very musicians kind of music. It's it's like it's like if you are okay with jazz uh but a metal band was doing it in a way well, again like, like, like Prague, yeah. rock
1: oh, Yeah, metal. And it's it's so hard to define because most of the the big words, you know, the big genres don't fit, but then if you go to Honestly, niche-
0: I think it was more uh to me Like the guitar work sounded more like classical guitar, like flamenco and stuff. Yeah, how they how they would go through the figures um, of the chord progressions and all that stuff. And yeah, there was there was like jazz like yeah. There's like a it's adjacent to so many things. It's a very adjacent, but uh, if you had to pin it down, it's
1: it's a it's a four piece with two guitars, a bass, and drums, and it's more rock slash metal than anything.
0: So yeah, mine is gonna be no surprise to anybody that's been listening to the show uh since the beginning which is mostly my mom and (laughs) philip and that is um (laughs) my what i think of the best we love in 2022 is is the smile and their their very first lp a light for attracting attention so the smile why i why i (laughs) premised it that way so the smile is technically a side project of radiohead it composed it's composed of tom york on vocals and pretty much all other instruments they're they're multi-instrumentalists tom york and johnny greenwood of radiohead and they hired a jazz drummer to make a trio his name is tom skinner and the three of them together is the smile and I remember this listening. Completely made it past
1: me. I didn't hear. about Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. So yeah, for all the Radiohead fans out there. So we used to talk like me and Buck in the earlier um, parts of the season. We would, we had, we got on this kick of comparing almost everything to, you know, if we had to give like, some sort of metaphor or some analogy we would usually use like a radiohead analogy and then we kind of got off of that for a little bit yeah as much as we you know do our shows and make time for a lot of other things I'm still trying to absorb all of this great art around me it's just yeah it's it's hard to make shows on everything obviously we got to pick our battles but the smile really stood out and i'm probably a little biased because we're such huge radio fans here at with the ndp family but it was just it was so excellent on on all cylinders and it's for all the radiohead fans that were missing a radiohead album uh it's since me. their since their last lp a Moon-Shaped pool and that was um a while ago yeah it was a long time ago oh, now shit. and i think a lot of people were really hungering for new material and this is this is pretty much a radiohead album um but it isn't at the same time so for all those people that are hungering for something like that please check out the smile and it's the closest thing if i were to give it like you know one sentence kind of synopsis it's it's the closest thing to radiohead going jazz like it still kind of rocks and still has you know elements of pop and art rock and all the things we love about radiohead but because they hired specifically a jazz drummer to hold down the rhythm section it creates just a completely different aura to that 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 back end, the rhythm section and the pieces become something new because of that as well so check it out the smile a light for attracting attention that's funny that i just happened to
1: decide to use a tom york line to interrupt you a moment ago when you were talking about everything everywhere all at once <laughs> i don't know why I, I, just, I, I just decided to be like everything i don't know why I did that.
0: now i know why that's why
1: intuition yeah bigger. it's all
0: yeah this is why we do the shows together it's like <laughs> where else am i gonna get that come on next on our next uh category for 2022 is best in writing now like I said in the intro, this can be writing for any anything film, television or traditional writing. Maybe you did read a novel maybe there was some literature or a graphic novel or something out there that really stuck out to you. Uh, for me, unfortunately, I was more I started to lean towards the former, but Mr. Church, what do he got for us? Given I, I'll, I do audio
1: book stuff and then also we'll do you know podcast based things um, where I like research
0: other stuff, but it's never books. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't read shit this year. It was it was hard cuz we're making so much stuff for 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 the creators and the people that make the the stuff, it's so hard to make time to read. But there is a lot of great stuff out there, too.
1: And there is, and and I think part of it was that I felt almost cheap leaning back on more TV and movies because it's like, again, go back to everything everywhere all at once, so I could talk about that shit all day because part of it is, the writing was phenomenal, so technically I could just give that writing credit to this, but I just gave it best. I guess, but I did that my best. There's a lot of
0: movies that get, like, you know, they win a bunch of categories, so there's nothing I guess that. I feel like I owe
1: I owe it to authors, just like straight up novel or just novella, whatever you want like, non visual medium writers. I feel like yeah. they deserve their due, and so I, I would rather pick an actual book. And again, just to be perfectly honest, I didn't read anything for pleasure this year. Narrated, read audiobooks. You know, I did other stuff. Uh, did did a lot of work. I read a bunch of children's books to my son. Uh, Those don't count. They weren't that great. Not gonna lie. They (laughs) suck.
0: I read nonfiction. I read like self-help books this year. Okay, You know, to, uh, for just that, self-help. So yeah, mine writing, before I I steal the spotlight, my my writing focus was yes, on television and film again. But so what was some of your standouts then? Everything, everywhere, all at once? I mean, honestly, pretty much. Like, uh, I sadly, if I haven't already said it yet. Like it would have just gone right back in here. So, oh, okay. Cause I'll, I will use that as a, as a stepping stone because I put that on my list. I put everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Masterclass and writing again, severance. I feel like should get another accolade in this category. And okay. one we didn't, we haven't talked about, which is uh Jordan peels. Nope. I felt like that was, Another masterclass in writing, screenplay writing, but writing nonetheless. Now, uh, that ties uh, ties a nice bow on the holy trinity of pop culture arts. Now we're going to go into stuff we talk about a lot, but just some jump balls, you know, maybe things that stood out to us. And uh, the easiest thing to go to next is best in gaming.
1: Well, and I'm just going to be a bit biased because, as amazing as other games that came out later in the year were, I'm um, still just like taken aback with how fucking phenomenal and such a big leap forward it was for From Software when they released Elden Ring in February. Uh, so I am incredibly biased. I, they're like my favorite developer at this point, basically it, it was a kind of a no brainer, but I really do want to give a sh- shout out to so many other things like, um, kind of like uh, God of war Ragnarok was also just 10 out of 10. It, it, that shit was also beyond excellent. It's just, I personally, like I said, I, I love Elden ring and the FromSoft like souls born types of games too much. And I played it for hours and hours and hours and you could play it more now that I'm done with God of war. I just, I don't really feel I need to go back. Like it it was all so cinematic and and sort of one time, but at the same time, because it's a game that I would have to play all over again, I'm like, I'm good. So that's the thing is, I just feel like I get more replayability out of Elden Ring. Hence it just sort of wins out for me um, in that I, I, these days do want, I want to be able to build my own character. I want to feel like I could go back and try completely different tactics, you know, and like continue to challenge myself instead of just being like, well, what if I put the difficulty higher? Um, still the same fucking game, exactly all the same shit. It's just that now you get killed quickly, more quickly than ever. So yeah, Elden Ring, badass, um, weird shout out from very late last year, but again, Death's Door, my God, that hmm. was also one of the funnest, quirkiest little games that I've played. It was an indie, give it, it needs so much love too. I want those people to keep making games. Uh, it was phenomenal. So I do want to give kind of like you did to like a retroactive shout out to, um, uh, Death's Door. Because I also hmm. just two two AAA titles when there were probably countless awesome games this year. However, many of them were also probably indie, more so than not, you know?
0: Mine was a, a hard... I had a hard number one, and that was God of War for me. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I am not... I've never been a bit... Of, I've never been a, a Soulsborn guy. I respect them. It's like... I, I feel like, a, again, music is a perfect uh analogy to kind of express my feelings here there's a lot of music that i respect i just i just never really fell in love with and i think from software is that developer for me you know it's you know like i really respect bruce springsteen but i i I don't get why people go gaga over him you know things like that and from software is is that for me but god of war is you know I felt like there was a big sea change and I believe it was 1998 with uh, Metal Gear Solid when I truly felt like we were we were playing movies. And God of War every every year or two we would see more cinematic pieces and more life, you know, picture perfect pieces and this is the pinnacle for that kind of gameplay right now. I know it's probably going to get better. Like it's going to get only more picture perfect and almost to a creepy point when we're playing some horror game, probably Um, like (laughs) Valley of the Uncanny, but probably Valley of the Canny where it's like, this looks like I'm killing a real person. I don't want to do that. Um, But God of War is the closest cinematic experience where you truly feel like you're playing a movie and playing in this. It is cinematic as hell. The scope of
1: it is amazing. Yeah, it is damn good. It is. I I wasn't as taken with the first one as everyone else was, but I still wanted to give this one a a go because I I liked it a lot, but I still wound up being a little like just underwhelmed compared to everyone else. Again, not saying it was a bad game, but I just feel like it just was getting, you know, a a little extra pat on the back for no reason. But still this one, when I basically kept reading and hearing that like everything that could have been improved from the first one pretty much did, that's why I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And again, I couldn't put it down. I just went I literally
0: platinumed. I did every fucking achievement possible <laughs> within like, I think it was a two weeks of of picking it up. You know, I thought this was gonna be one of those categories where I was gonna have a really, really hard time, kind of like best in streaming or seasonal television. But this one actually was easy. It actually, you know, except for yeah, something like Elden Ring and God of War and maybe one other game that i'm forgetting right now i actually think 2022 was a little bit of a not letdown it or lackluster sucked. i don't even think it sucked i just feel like all the triple a games that were supposed to like there were a lot of these, delays too yeah well there was there was a lot of games that um and we talked about this in our last episode i i could not wait for the callisto protocol i was like this is gonna be the next fucking evolution of survival horror and i was like i was like a little boy again and then the reviews came out and it was not not that at all and i felt like we just got that i guess my point in using that example is i feel like we got that kind of all year you know and that started with last year because i was so excited for cyberpunk 2077 and I was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna revolutionize oh, open man, world yeah. and first person." <laughs> so and sorry, then I it was, <laughs> and then it was, it was awful. I mean, I I finally once they it took them a year to patch it and make it a very normal what their vision was originally. I mean, I did end up playing it a few months ago, and it was a very you know once it was a complete game, once their vision was realized, it was a great game. It was excellent and y- 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 yada yada yada. You know, CD Projekt Red has a legacy or a strong reputation for making great games, usually out of the gates. Um, but, you know, with like The Witcher and stuff. But um, this is just another example of like, we just kind of kept getting those. And I, I, again, for with all the games that are going to come out in 2023, you know, um, New Legend of Zelda, new uh, Resident, Resi 4 remake, games like stuff like that that I'm looking forward to, Silent Hill 2 remake. Ooh, I, um, yeah, like there's a lot of games that I'm looking forward to. And I just hope they stay, they got to stick that fucking landing because as much as we had a lot of triple a games this year and a lot of big titles and a lot of probably honestly better indie games this year of the triple a's and the big titles. I think very few landed it, but God of war was one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was also just, it's basically like the, um, The way that it nailed every little fucking bit between the like the acting being great, the graphics look so fucking real, it's insane. It's such a pretty game. The combat is just so finely tuned compared to the last game, where it's way less clunky and like the traversal is. I mean, yeah, just again, it's like we could say the same shit about what like what we did with everything, everywhere, all at once, and where you go through and tick every little category that a game could be great. It's Mm -hmm. great it's it's all exactly. there like i said it's 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 the tennist of, of of 10
0: out of 10s <laughs> now to uh finish finish up the best of 2022 uh again we're going to open up the floodgates and for anybody and by anybody i just mean philip and i (laughs) since we're the only one talking on air uh you know there may be things that stuck out to you in traditional art could be a painter could be a photographer could be a sculptor could be animation you know if there's anything that was like oh man i just couldn't quite fit this into a nice, neat little category, but I really think they should get an accolade and a shout out and some love as some of what we consider the best of 2022. We're going to put it right here. And uh, I'm going to start off with this one. I'm going to start off with uh, just to, you know, (laughs) give us a little focus is um, animation. I have always been in love with the anthology show Love, Death and Robots, which takes a lot of different kind of animation and a lot of different storytelling, a lot of different it's a lot of different things, but it's always rooted in various kinds of animation. And this is seasonal. So there's like I believe this is the third season this year. But again, they just, you know, really knocked it out of the park. I really had fun with it. And I urge all you guys You know, if you're wanting just a a good catch all, you're not in the mood for just an anime or, you know, uh, know, whatever it is, maybe an an animated short or something like this. Love, Death and Robots has a combination of all of those things. So I, I thought it was a really good, you know, amalgamation of so many different art forms and art visions and just artists doing their thing. Yeah. I, I definitely liked, uh, I don't think I've seen all the seasons of it, but I do remember I'm like a, like a first weekender kind of watcher. Like as soon as I hear it's coming on, I like, you know, like set a little alarm on my phone and I'll, I'll, I'll binge it.
1: I definitely did, uh, for the first season. And I think just because it wasn't as new, the second, like the second season or and everything since then. Um, I think I just kind of like, just didn't like, dive right into it but then it just took me longer and i think if anything it was also you being like oh shit it's great kind of like you're saying earlier too with like the other gems you listen to will yeah, i'm pretty sure i i do that to an extent and that was definitely one that i was like oh the shit you like why was i sleeping on this so yeah that that actually is a fantastic yeah just super diverse anthology just another way to give good voice to tons
0: of different um artists yes it does give a you know again much like our cabinet of curiosities anthology example you know sometimes people don't have the budget or they may they may not have the art piece for you know long form four seasons of television or limited series or for the big screen and uh film or making it practical with
1: humans is just not practical actually
0: right yeah so i you know i love that this medium is giving them uh or this format for this medium they're, they're giving so many so many opportunities, you know, I think I talked about this when it was a gym. It's like, can you imagine, like, just maybe even 10 years ago, we didn't even have this kind of opportunity for these kind of artists. And now we have this perfect vessel, which is Netflix and all the other streaming sites to create these kind of anthology shows for entertainment purposes. So I think it's wonderful. And I can't wait for what the future holds. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I have a, a final miscellaneous in that um, I have mentioned it in the past, but it um it's most recent season and it was its final season uh, wrapped um, just a few weeks ago. If I think, uh, right. I think it was just a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't that long. Um, and it's, it's against the podcast mission to Zix. Um, ah, yes. Again, it's just, that was, I think that was your very first gym ever. It might, yeah, it might've been. And I, I still love it if not more than ever. Um, yeah, they're done, right? They decided yeah, to go ahead yeah. and end it. Season five was the final season and it just ended a couple weeks ago. And yeah, um, It also is something that, of course, like just like any other thing that has seasons, uh, each season stands out and has its own thing. And yet the flavor is always there. The fact that it's the same core of like like improv friends that are sort of doing the like the loose writing, you know, like because it it, it is mostly improv. The the, like the line to line kind of shit, like the conversations. But, you know, there's like a rough outline of the fact that, okay, well, they're going to go to this planet and talk to this person you know, or like whatever it is. And not to mention that there's a guest star on every episode. So, yeah, just it was consistent all the way to the end. I love the final episode. Um, I continue to just decide to go back and put it on. When again, I I, when my all my horror and my terrible shit uh, starts to get to me, I'll put on something with levity and I'll I'll turn to this one. And um, even the fact that like what I've reached out via social media to, you know, some of the people, um, like the creators and this basically like the people who made made the show and um, they've also for the most part like those who I've reached out to just to be like hey this was great or whatever like one of the people's from Atlanta so I just kind of said like hey that's cool like I just saw that you're from Atlanta and I love the show and they were all just very like kind and humble about it too I just like that and not that they're huge celebrities but you know just that they're just chill. Like they just seem like really fun people. I think something about the improv nature of it, Mm -hmm. it just feels very close to me. So I just want to give it uh, like a sort of a a best of final season, right? Like best, best final season of a podcast in 2022. Um, I like it. But again, I'm, I'm just going super biased here because that's, it's, it's my fucking guest
0: spot. Do something, <laughs> but don't. No, don't. Please don't. Mission to Z-X, Z-Y-X-X. Guys, check it out. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank my guest, Philip Church. Me? For joining us so we can talk about our favorite things in the best of 2022. Thank you guys so much. We had such a great season and year, and we hope that you guys had the same Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all the things, Happy Hanukkah, whatever your thing is. Happy holidays. Have a happy New Year. We love you guys. But before we go, we don't have gems, but we do got to give a little. We should have had
1: gems. I'm just kidding. I didn't have gems. To our
0: other sponsor. We gave well the whole show was gems. I know, I know. <laughs> So the other sponsor is Zencaster. Zencaster is our go-to tool for remote podcast recording. So what's great is that you can record separate audio and video tracks, and it's all backed up on a secured cloud, so you never lose your hard work. Even better, it's easy to use and there's nothing to download. So go to Zen.ai, that's ze AI slash art of the beholder, or just use promo code Art of the Beholder and get 30% off your first three months with a pro account. Mr. Church, short and sweet, how do they get a hold of you for your services? P-H-I-L-I-P-church.tech.
1: Uh my website on the old interwebs, Philipchurch.tech, has my current commercial demo. It has my audiobook samples. I have other demos coming. I try to post about my various audio projects coming out, including sometimes this show and episodes adjacent or just other stuff. Or if I find a neat piece of technology, um, which granted these days, what with my budget and whatnot, it's rare. So it's mostly just me talking about this show and my audiobooks. And you can listen to the
0: stuff if you like those things, then yeah, neat. I'm I'm here. <laughs> Do it, Philip guys, for us, you know the drill. NovodayProductions.com. We will see you in 2023. So until next time, be good to each other, and as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the
1: Beholder is brought to you by Novoday Productions, created and hosted by Novoday and the Novoday Collective. Facebook.com/slash NovodayMedia at Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company, facebook.com slash AcoMusic123, Aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S of thejusticecompany.com and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.
0: But there was a life hack. So this is like best advice (laughs) in a comedy and a stand-up comedy special for 2022. And that is from Nick Krolls little big boy (laughs) you know just everybody chill the fuck out